0: It's summertime, and the living is easy. <laughs> Three
1: months of non-stop party, and we start Yeah, night.
0: I just wanted to have a slumber party and a good time.
1: And yes. speaking
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sneaking a few you guys. Your ass wasn't so big. It wouldn't be such a problem. it's not baby. I'm glad Oh, it's, it's, like oh, it's tight. I'm stubborn. Get a little high and have lots of fun. Do you have any drugs? Just scared the hell out of you. What's the matter? But tonight turns into a game of survival.
1: and And welcome welcome to to definitely first blood blood. my name is mitch and i'm christopher and And we we are are our horror horror movie podcast podcast. we talk about horror movies from the 70s the 80s the 90s the early 2000s and sometimes today hi how are you i'm well thanks i'm not at work so that's always good that is good Mm -hmm. how are you i'm fine boring day Aren't they always? Yeah. Did we watch any movie? We did. Uh, We'll just gloss over it because I had largely differing opinion about it personally than it would seem uh, a lot of people did. Okay. Uh, I absolutely and I can't remember the last time I said Mm -hmm. I hated a movie. I hated Malignant. Totally not for me. I understand a lot of people like it. That's totally cool. Uh, If I ever want to watch a movie like that, I will stick with my as to take it i hated it such a mess and a lot of people like it it did cool my main problem Not for me my main problem with it was it looked like every other james wan movie and it was such a hot trash pile of a plot that they really should have tried to like make it look more garish okay did you read books or anything? I as we did, did listen to two, to, about? to two horror adjacent books. Uh, the first one was called The Guide by Peter Heller. Okay. I had previously listened to half of his book, The Dog Stars, which is like one of my favorite genres of like the apocalypse happened and we're surviving and it's like shit. You I think know? That's the name of Keanu Reeves' band. Ah, well, anyway. I was not a big fan of it uh, due to the plot uh mainly because in the when the world ends gasoline is going to go bad Mm -hmm. it does not last forever okay and any book where it does i'm always like oh my god well you could you just can't buy into that as part of the reality where there's an apocalypse happening he's flying a plane around okay yeah i don't know i was just like this is a little and and it was also not an audiobook narrator who i like so that was the other problem that always sucks Yes. So the one, his book that I listen to now is called The Guide about a newly hired fishing guide who works for a really swanky, expensive resort. Okay. Uh, coronavirus is part of the plot. Ooh. Uh, I wasn't. Current. Yeah. I wasn't super down with it just because what else is, what's going on behind the scenes? And then basically <laughs> they uncover what goes beyond the scenes and they end it. But it wasn't like, you know, like champions. You know? I see. Uh, so, eh. I mean, if you need to listen to something at work, definitely would, something you can listen to. What rating would you give it? I would give it a three out of five, well. probably. Or two and a half. The second one, which I just finished today, was Falling, a novel by T.J. J. Newman. Okay. This one is about Terrorists kidnap a pilot's wife and his two kids, and they say either you crash the plane or we kill your family. Oh, it's like a reverse Air Force One. Exactly. Well, I was going to say it is exactly Air Force One. Oh, like where it's like, oh no, what? There's this new problem that we have. How are we going to possibly solve it? And then they (laughs) like do it the last minute. Uh, A little bit too optimistic for my uh, for my for my tastes. I prefer a little bit more of a pessimistic book, I guess. Gotcha. Uh, and uh, Middle, Middle East Terrace is a bit played out, frankly. So that's, that's my opinion of the book. It was fine. It was better than the other one. I would say three and a half stars. Gotcha. So would you recommend them? sure if you need something to listen to. <laughs> so no. <laughs> they're definitely they're definitely not my favorite books that I've listened to better. Okay. Well, no that's... offense if the authors are listening. It's my personal Well taste. hopefully you can find one that you like again soon. I hope so. Maybe I'll just re-listen to one that I liked again for the fifth time. <laughs> well, that's good that you can like return to books like that sometimes. It's nice, I feel like uh, the audiobook because sometimes when I'm working you pay a little bit less attention. Uh, so I'm always discovering new things about these books that I really like. Ooh.
0: Yeah. That's kind of the anyways, same for a lot of the
1: movies we watch. That's lately. very when true. When you watch them multiple times, you notice more stuff. Especially towards the beginning, I find. Okay. I always remember the ends of the movies, right, right? Most strongly. But the beginning, the setup, I feel like that's where I always, even in books, that's where I notice the like, oh, that's going to come into play later. Oh, <laughs> this. Oh, that. Oh, they're setting. They're foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah. Not much of that going on in this movie today. Um. No. Uh, We're talking about The Last Slumber Party from 1988. It's written and directed by Steven Tyler, who also plays the maniac. Mm -hmm. He directed another film after this in like 2000 called uh, Fasuna to Chibusa. Yeah. Okay. Uh, It stars Jen Jensen. Sorry, Jan Jensen as Chris. Nancy Meyer as Tracy. Joanne Whitley as Linda. Danny David as Tommy. Lance Descouré as Billy, Paul Amend as Scott, and David Whitley as Dr. Sickler. Mm. It also has Rick Polizzi, uh, who plays Science. Okay. He was an animation post-production supervisor and animation producer on The Simpsons from 1996 to 2012. Wow. Yeah, so that's really good. Quite, quite the career. What did you think of this movie? Uh, there, were, It was very dreamlike. Okay. That was my main, and obviously that's due to limitations. All right. Uh, but that's that's how I felt. There were parts of it that I liked where it was sort of like, oh, are, am I going to go into the closet to get the phone? And then at the last minute, she doesn't. Yeah. Or like when they fall and they close the closet door. Like those very sorts of- Very convenient stuff. Very convenient things. I was like, this is cute. <laughs> uh, now, there were parts of the movie. I, I don't know if you know what parts they were, but yeah, the I was troubled homophobia by. Homophobia and stuff. Yes, i mean i guess it was the late 80s but yeah. still i don't think we've ever watched as you pointed out another movie like this it was quite, like Friends. Not with quite as much yeah well it's a little bit more extreme than yeah Friends. definitely um but... so the director is also in i don't know if you're familiar with the documentary it came out in 2018 shirkers which we will be watching tonight okay um, basically if you've never heard about it It's about these three women in Singapore who started making a movie in 1992. Mm -hmm. And then the uh, guy who was directing it took off and disappeared with all of (gasps) the footage, etc. I have heard of this. Anyway, that man was uh, George Cardona, who is the cinematographer for this movie. Interesting. Now, a couple things interesting about Mm -hmm. him other than that, which I will like sort of go back to that. Uh, He's also interesting because he taught photography to... And was the cinematographer for David Duke, the racist, famous racist. Yes. All right. So there's this whole segment with Steven Tyler, the director of this uh-huh. movie, in the documentary, and he's like talking about this guy making this lumber part, or uh, and making the last lumber party mm-hmm. because there's a lot of parallels between the two movies. Whoa! So they shot it. So a little bit of backstory. Mm -hmm. Like, these guys were friends in the 70s Mm -hmm. because George Cardona owned this, like, camera film Super 8 processing Mm -hmm. place in, I think, NOLA. That makes sense. So they shot this movie, and then once Steven Tyler had gotten some more money, he ordered the negatives back. Mm -hmm. But they were missing and remain missing so there's chunks of this movie that are gone that makes sense and it seems to be a pattern with this guy who massive con artist Mm -hmm. etc uh liar so he would have these like protégés and then he would sabotage their projects to as uh, steven tyler Mm -hmm. says in the documentary uh, absconding with physical manifestations of these people's dreams wow yeah i had heard about the 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 women in singapore yeah so that one in particular Mm -hmm. no audio he kept the audio no one knows where the audio is what a motherfucker but like his ex-wife found the stuff after he died and then uh i think it was similar to this where there's like audio missing and obviously like a good chunk of footage missing Mm -hmm. that i'm sure probably would have made this better Um, I think I could probably guess where where it is. Okay, I would assume probably the first the beginning and (laughs) definitely towards the end where no one talks for a very long period of Mm -hmm. time. Um, But yeah, that's pretty crazy yes it is what an elaborate thing to do to people yeah so I think we will probably watch shirkers either tonight or tomorrow yeah hell yeah sounds great I actually wanted to watch it yeah me too I don't mm-hmm. know why we didn't but uh, I watched the director's parts today yeah to sort of like I rem- I remember watching the backstory I remember watching the the trailer a long time ago when it first came out and there was a lot of like articles and vice about it mm-hmm. because it's such a it's it's very weird, mysterious weird story so cool so the last lumber party starts with some rock music mm-hmm. in a hospital as our soon to be killer escapes by dressing up like a doctor and grabbing a scalpel yes and this he loves the scalpel and then we're off to the burbs where mm-hmm. a teenage girl is getting ready for bed and a killer shows up with a scalpel and she screams ah! and then cut to the cops being there she tells them about it i'm not really sure what happens
0: well, he, um, she they she do reference they this away.
1: later so this is definitely out of order. I think this is supposed to happen much later. Okay, that makes sense because the girls do mention her later, like as as well as his escape. Because yes, yeah. yeah. So uh, it was interesting. She looked like Carol Ann from Poltergeist a little bit. I could see that. Yeah. So we go from there mm-hmm. to a classroom where one woman is dressed exactly like PJ Souls. Okay, and they only show her from behind with like a red hat and the pigtails. Interesting pretty much That's funny. carrie exactly or uh, riff randall as mm-hmm. well and uh, there's these guys ogling the women we have another classic girl who likes brushing her hair in a public place yes uh, and then these three dweebs start teasing science who's just some guy in scrubs messing around with a skeleton. Skeleton. yeah he's really touching that neck Fondling the neck bone Uh, Did you hear what the teacher said The teacher is hilarious Everything he's saying is very funny Uh, But it was hard to hear him over the music that is blaring It was hard to hear anything in this scene (laughs) Over the teacher, the music, and then them talking I couldn't really understand what they were saying That's fine uh, the teacher is like, "Oh yes, the uh, that the the skeleton there. That was a body that one of our students found in an, in an alley." alley. And he says that two times. Oh well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know we just had prom last week and everybody. Huh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, in fact, the body that we used was found in an alley by one of your fellow students. Now, if we hadn't used it, who knows what? Well, business aside, socially, it's also been a good year. We had some memorable events here. I know it upsets some of you. I you heard you're dealing with Chris. Huh? D- More like I'm dealing on, on Chris. Check it out, she ain't wearing a bra again.
0: <laughs> yeah. Risen Dixons really, look pretty good, huh? Two to me.
1: That's the reason I like it best, right? Boy, Boy, sure, I'm right. looking for that. It's life. gonna be nice. Let <laughs> like, you know, oh, watch it. right upside. And Let's that was a lot of fun. And just a week ago, prom night was terrific. It was such a thrill for me. One of the highlights of my Jared year, seeing you all dressed up. Let's go! Look at him grabbing that bone right there. Grab that bone. Hey, science. Science, man. Science. Hey, science. Let's go! <laughs> them them. Hey, Science, come over Anybody here. Man. Come on, let okay, you so what we do, go ask go go him to get you a date? No, no. We've never made any contribution to humanity. That's going on. Um, in fact, the body that we used was founded in the college by so, I know that uh, you've all, all enjoyed this class, and I know that it's certainly been a rewarding experience for most of you. I know that uh, I've certainly been an inspiration to all of you. You know, you want too. I, is this supposed to be high school? Yes. God, these people are terrible. <laughs> so the dudes are Tommy, mm-hmm. who's blonde. Billy, who I would say is probably the cutest of the three. Okay. And then Scott, who's just there. He kind of looks like Stephen King. Yes. A little bit. Yes, he does. And then our women are Chris, mm-hmm. uh, red hair, bangs. Tracy, blonde. Mm-hmm. Linda, brown hair. I thought Linda was supposed to be the protagonist of this. Me too, but I'm glad she wasn't because she had the personality of what piece of cardboard. Yeah, she had nothing. She did nothing. She barely spoke. Yeah, mainly she just had she had trouble. Yeah. So they get science to sit with them, the, mm-hmm. the dudes, and uh, they sort of like raz him, and then yeah. they, he tells them about his watch. And they have exactly ten seconds left until summer vacation. Yeah, his watch is. Synced to the national Atomic energy clock (laughs) He says So we get a walk and talk scene Mm -hmm. With the girls As they make plans to have a party It's obviously very Halloween inspired Like a lot of things in this movie It literally looks like the exact I mean obviously it's not the same as a shot in Louisiana But like this long 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 Tracking (laughs) shot of an outdoor school They're all set with Mm -hmm. the the big plans For this party they're going to have At Linda's Despite her parents being there yes which ends up being a non-issue because apparently they just can't hear anything they're ghosts basically Uh, but yeah at this point i thought that like linda was our lori oh definitely um because i I mean chris is very obviously annie Mm -hmm. don't be stupid she even has some Full lines straight from Halloween later, I think. Oh really? That's interesting. Like El Crepo. Forgot this. She does call him El Crepo. So then we go back to the hospital. Well, I want to point out Linda escorts her two friends all the way to the end of this driveway, and they leave, and then she just sort of stands there and then walks back. Backwards. What? All right. Maybe she forgot her book, just like Lori. <laughs> so we go to the hospital where a nurse and the doctor, Doctor Sickler, mm-hmm. who is Linda's dad, talk about how they're gonna. They have this guy sedated with thorazine, yeah. but he's way too strong, and he's so unpredictable. You know what he's like, Doctor. Yeah, he threatened to kill them if they lobotomize him. Which can you? The audacity. And there's like a how dare they? Flashback in the middle of this where the doctor's reading his chart, and then he gets grabbed. Yes. Did you catch what the chart said? No. Because it was very hard to read. Yes. It says there's no tumor or physiological basis. He has paranoid schizophrenia and a preponderance towards violence. (laughs) So I prescribe him a prefrontal lobotomy. Rude. The doctor and the nurse When they get into the room, they see a big lump in the bed, and it's the old bedsheet trick. He's got a bedsheet stuck under there and make it look like he's in there. I love that. He's like, nurse, let him sleep for as long as he wants and don't bother him. Well, we know he's been sedated with Thorazine, so maybe they just assume that's taken hold. I guess. So Linda gets home, and she gets a call from Chris to solidify their plans she's worried that the boys are going to end up driving their car into the pool like they did at Craig and Susan. Jesus Christ, I didn't catch that. They have a weird car. And she's a good girl, and she doesn't want to get in trouble. Definitely not. Well, would, would you either? Her dad is such a weird person. <laughs> cold, very cold. Very cold. Yeah. We go back to the hospital where mm-hmm. the nurses are, are leaving. There's a pair of them. Yeah. And we learn, this is where we learn that yeah. the doctor is Linda's dad. Sort of through osmosis, based yeah. on like the, the what the doctor's kid is saying. having some slumber party tonight. And our main nurse makes her way to the bus stop, and there's a guy in scrubs there. He's like silent, Passed out. His hair is over his face, and uh, she shakes her hair down. Mm-hmm. And then the killer pops up with a scalpel and slices her face and stabs her to death. <laughs> I love this because she's like, "What? What are you doing here? Yeah. Who? What do you want?" Well, we also this is where we get introduced to our killer's uh, preferred. Like calling card where he it's focused on the scalpel while he's like staring oh, no, at it. They showed us this it. already. Oh, when he's creeping on that girl's window. Oh, damn. He does the same thing. But There's that's like that's all we always get it whenever we're introduced to him. We see him out of focus as he's staring at this bloody scalpel yeah. in front of him. <laughs> so then he kills the other guy who is sleeping. Um, and I'm not exactly sure why he would go back to the hospital me neither so i assume the opening scene was supposed to be somewhere yeah after this oh yeah um at linda's house chris and tracy are just bopping around to music yeah i love this like in snoopy <laughs> when they're dancing it was exactly the same thing and then her dad gets home and he's cheesed off about this loud music yeah and then a news report comes on the tv to tell them with no video just audio it's a special news bulletin uh, from the channel four two bodies have been found we interrupt
0: this program to bring you the following news bulletin hillcrest police have reported the discovery of two brutally murdered persons behind a bus stop near oakridge memorial hospital the two victims a nurse and an orderly had been repeatedly slashed with quote an extremely sharp implement of an undetermined nature possibly a surgical scalpel Police refuse to speculate whether this particular piece of information would cause them to suspect a patient, staff member, or anyone else connected with the hospital community. Police are withholding the identities of the victims pending notification of next of kin. Do you know anything about this, Dr. Sickler? Well, I just don't know. Some pretty shitty characters passed through on those buses. Good night,
1: girls. So the girls decide, now is the time to call the men. And this is where we get uh, the men. We need to rustle up the menfolk. Yeah. We just said at least twice in this movie, I think. <laughs> oh, it definitely it's said a few times, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but they're already waiting outside with masks on to scare the girls. Yeah, what a bunch of jerks. And they're going to go grab some brews and then come back with the Scott for Linda. Yeah. But they're so gross and immature and disgusting. He's
0: such an asshole. I don't even know why I like him. Because he's so fucking good looking, that's why. Oh, yeah? And since when have you started taking in?
1: Scott. Oh, I'm so shy. (laughs) So the guys go to the liquor store where Billy tells Scott about how Stokeland is to fuck him. Mm -hmm. And then they see science and tease him about masturbating. Like a huge fixation on other guys' dicks. They love it. Uh, first, okay, a couple things I want to address about this. One, their car is weird. It is like You've a already said pseudo-amphibious, this. Yes. pseudo-amphibious... Which makes sense for a place a that constantly into, floods. And driving it into a pool, I guess. And then the other thing, going to the liquor store and just drinking beer in your car outside of the liquor store... As 17-year-olds? Pretty... That is something, it I will say, is. yeah, I, it <laughs> sounds like shit to me, but what do I know? And then suddenly, the doctor shows up. Mm-hmm. Why? He needs orange juice. What doing
0: here? Well, he good goes. evening, gentlemen. never too soon to start the old summer vacation, I suppose. Hello, doc- All Cigler? right,
1: Dr. Sigurd. How you doing, sir? As a matter of fact, we were just talking about Linda. Scott here feels in a... <laughs> Excuse me.
0: <laughs> um, that she might want to go to the big dance with him? Well, that sounds just fine, Scott. But hope you're not planning on calling tonight. Even though she and those two are probably still up, I'm sure Mrs. Sickler has already gone to bed. Oh, no, sir. We were just heading home to do our summer reading. Well, I'm glad to see there are still a few conscientious students around these days. I'm afraid I'm working tonight, too. I have to go to the hospital to see a patient. Miss Sickler left me instructions in no uncertain terms to pick her up some orange juice on the way home for her in the morning. Can I get you boys anything?
1: Oh, no, sir.
0: Uh, some orange juice, maybe? N- no, sir. It's, it's fine. No, no thank you. We've already had a few beers, Doc. Oh, no, thank you, sir. We, we just had some cashews and some Pepsis, and now we're heading on home. Yes, well, sir. You have to be going, oh, right. to this. Uh, these emergencies are a pain, but uh, you can't be too careful. Yeah, especially with all the nuts in that place. No, I, I'm sure you can't, sir. Hey, take care, Dr. Sickler. Tell Linda well, we said hi. I'm sure I'll be seeing you boys again soon. Oh, yes, okay. sir. So,
1: you know, know. and then he's, he's being, the kids are like, Oh, you know, we're good. Yeah. Uh, We're just going to go home and read. Uh, We were eating cashews and Pepsi, (laughs) uh, which I looked that up to see if that was a thing. And all that I could find was that in 2014, Pepsi tried to uh, market cashew milk. I accidentally turned our recording volume down. So there might have been like a period of quietness there. But um, the cashews and Pepsi, is that supposed to be like peanuts? Like, if that Southern thing that they That do. is exactly what I was thinking. I was oh, like, it's peanuts and Coke, yeah. but it's cashews and Pepsi, but it's not. That's, so maybe it's just a joke. That was probably a joke. I, mean. I like it. That makes sense as a joke. I would I would believe that to be written as a joke. Okay. Makes well, I sense. don't know. What do you think? No, it makes perfect sense to me, which is why I looked it up in the first place, because I was like, <laughs> that's so weird. So when we go back mm-hmm. to the girls, this is when they casually dropped the a line about someone being outside Susie's window. So yes. this is when that should have happened. Okay. Um, they're drinking yep. heavily. Just straight up alcohol. Just from the parents' yeah. booze cart. The boys are skulking around outside, and so is the killer. And there's a tuxedo cat. And they go upstairs into this absolutely wild wallpaper hallway. Yes, it's it a, it an, was like um, static from a TV yeah, or something. Black and white pattern. It's like insanity. They go into Linda's room mm-hmm. to uh, like call the guys, Yeah, and I- then they see a ladder appear in the window, and they just watch as Tommy crawls in. Hey! He gets stuck, and it's just right as the killer's behind him on the ladder. He- but he gets saved just in time. Yeah, he gets his, like, ankle nicked by the scalpel or something. And Chris is like, what's the matter, Tommy? Did you rip your Calvins?
0: <sighs> oh, what's the matter, Tommy? Did you rip your Calvins? Fuck you, whore! You <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. You <laughs> Bitch!
1: <laughs> I'll get you. I'll get you. Whoa. And then she <laughs> slaps him, and they start laughing and chasing each other. And he other. calls her a bitch. Yeah, I was like, "This is even for the '80s." I was like, like "Jesus Christ!" I also want to point out when they go upstairs. Linda's left downstairs to clean up for a little bit. Yeah, she's carrying three full like tumblers that have like like five shots in them. Each. Exactly. What a waste of alcohol. <laughs> You ladies should be downing that first And Linda gives a final look mm. out the window Doesn't see anything, but she leaves it open Yep, definitely They go back downstairs to hang out um, Tommy says This is where we get the beginning of our uh, homophobia Yes Tommy says Scott and Billy are notorious homosexuals Yes.
0: Seriously, Tommy, where are those guys? Really? If
1: you really want to know it's are together
0: Yeah, but where?
1: Scott and Billy are Notorious
0: homosexual. Oh, okay, Queer Bait, isn't it time you came out of the closet? Really? He's such a homo, he took the bedspread. Come on, you faggot, this isn't funny anymore. Do you respect me after this? Oh, so <laughs> queer. Which one of the homos has been making calls to the phone downstairs? What are you talking about?
1: And then Linda goes, up to her room she's the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And we see the killer creeping up the ladder. Do, 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 do. Chris and Tommy go to the bedroom to make out. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes to freshen up and shower. He takes his shirt off. He calls her a stupid bitch again. Uh, we see Billy creep into the house downstairs through the front door. You need... I mean, I remember watching uh Bowling for Columbine where Michael Moore was like, Canadians don't lock their front door. <laughs> uh You wouldn't lock your fucking front door.
0: I don't Come know on. how much of a
1: thing it was then. Come on, guys. I don't know. It just seems nuts to me. Tommy looks out the window, and then he just like lies back in bed. And then <laughs> the killer comes and slits his throat, which Chris does not hear because of the shower. Yeah, and he is like very silent <laughs> as yeah, There's well. a very long creeping shot of somebody watching her, and she finally finishes up. And there's no sign of Tommy. Dun, dun, dun. I did appreciate that they get rid of the bedspread at least because I was wondering about the blood. Oh, me too. And then she says, okay, queer bait, isn't it time you came out of the closet? We go hard on the gay jokes of this movie. So uh, (laughs) Chris leaves, a cat comes out of the closet, Mm -hmm. and then Tommy's body falls down, just like in Halloween. Yeah. And uh, she comes back down and she says, he's such a homo, he took the bedspread. You know, classic homosexuals, always taking bedspreads. And then she goes to the door to look outside for him and calls him a faggot. Great. And then, uh, I like some of the scares in this I liked. Linda materializes behind her and scares the what? shit out of her. In the dark, <laughs> I liked it. It was very funny to me. El Creepo seems to have vanished into thin air. Mm-hmm. Hi, Annie. Uh tracy goes upstairs where she gets jumped by billy Mm -hmm. who starts making out with her you scared me and then they go into the kill room and the closet door's still open tommy's still hanging down but they're in uh flagranto delicto and they just sort of fall on the floor and close the closet (laughs) they don't see it (laughs) and he says once they're making out just tell me one thing will you respect me after this and she says shut up you queer and then he's like... bit of a fixation here. Do you happen to have any drugs? drugs. And then she's like, ugh. Then she also goes off <laughs> to take a shower. Um, <laughs> like... <laughs> well, even worse is he opens his Budweiser, yep. gets foam all over his shirt. Oh, my God. And for some reason, he throws the whole beer out the he window. He throws the whole beer out the window. I was also like, you didn't spill that much beer on your shirt. You're You're wasting a whole... Tiny, granted the the individual like three hundred and fifty five milliliter cans, but still. Now, what I did like about his these, the way that he had that six pack yeah. on his on his belt, yeah. I was like, ooh, that's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. I wish I could do that. Takes his shirt off, shows the goods. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna smell like brew the rest of the night. And then there's somebody else coming up the ladder. Uh-oh. 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 who is it? And he gets slashed in the face and killed. And he's like, by science, yeah, because he's like, hey, who? What are you doing here, dude? Yeah, and like it's obviously not the killer. And then he gets thrown out the window while the killer watches. Mm-hmm. So we've got two killers here, and the killer's like, "Oh, Ooh. what's this?" The other girls hear Tracy scream, mm-hmm. and they run up where they see a scalpel, um, and they go out into the hall. And Linda's mom wants them to go to bed. Yeah, and when she when she first came in, I was like, "Whoa!" Like, where yeah. the hell? I was kind of hoping she would just be the the unseen presence <laughs> in the house. And then Linda throws the scalpel out the window. Of course, while the killer watches, I guess. Uh, and then there's a weird thing with the clock. And oh, things yeah. start getting strange. Yeah. So then uh, Chris is suddenly it's daytime, and, and she goes to, downstairs. She gets up slowly, goes to the front door. Doors to, open. Okay. She looked like she had black eyes. Yeah. She looked very tired. Yeah. I was like. Does she have a black eye that's covered up with makeup? No, it was very hard to tell. Um, yes. Yeah, so she goes, looks out the door, she gets the paper, mm-hmm. goes to the open living room window. Come upstairs. And Scott's there watching, and all the audio is crazy and echoing. We're having a little party upstairs. Come upstairs. She gets stabbed, and she sees dead Linda and Tracy mm-hmm. asking for help. All the windows start closing. It's a wild nightmare. Oh no. And then she gets stabbed by Linda's mom, and she wakes up. It was all a dream. She goes for a bag to get a volume, Mm -hmm. And then a phantom phone call. Uh, Hello. She decides to go upstairs and she says, which one of the homos have been making all the phone calls to the phone downstairs? You know, those homosexuals always (laughs) doing the, whatever that is, the manual dial with the rotary dial. That's what it's called. Yeah. Old Ma Bell. Mm Mm-hmm. And... Is this where she goes around look checking on the phones? Uh, like she goes upstairs to the yes. other girls mm-hmm. because Linda is sleeping fully clothed. Another thing: every single light in this house is on the I know. whole time. They can't find the phone, and Tracy says it's in the bathroom, so she goes in there, and there's multiple phones. What is this? Phones, phones, and stereo. One rings, and she gets all sassy, mm-hmm. but it's just Linda's dad. How embarrassing! Tracy and Chris leave to go eat, to go get munchies, and uh, they're watching some crazy zombie movie. It's three a.m. Also, why is the dad calling? Mm. Literally every single light is on. Mm-hmm. Linda gets back into bed. She's got her hand over the edge, and science is there with the scalpel. She doesn't pull the knife out mm-hmm. twice, and then the actual maniac comes up. Find him and kills him just as he's about to kill Linda. Uh-oh. I mean, the other two are insanely homophobic, but Linda's just so uninteresting. Yeah, she like, just wants fine. a party, basically. Linda? Linda doesn't want a party. She just wants to, like, hang out. I guess, yeah. Yeah. But she's a good girl. She did not want any of this. Uh, you know what? I got her confused with Tracy. Trace- the blonde Tracy wants to party. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. So Tracy comes back Mm -hmm. upstairs to bed, and uh, she says, Linda, you left the light on in the bathroom, which, again, is funny because every single light is on, including the bedroom light. Yeah, the one that's right (laughs) beside her. And she's like, Linda, can you get up and turn it off, even though I'm closer and literally just got into bed? (laughs) And there's a big lump beside her, and Mm -hmm. she pulls the cover back, and she sees Science's dead body. Oh, no. Ah! no. So she backs up, and then the killer grabs her, too terrible. The phone rings and Mrs. Sickler answers It's mm. the doctor. And I missed the first part of the conversation, yeah. but uh she says, "I think I'll be the first one to kill myself. You don't have time for suicide." Well, that was a he saying I have to stay late because someone slit their wrist. Uh yeah. It would be great if the doctor had organized all of this to get rid of his family. Which is exactly but what that's I thought. for a better movie. I was like, <laughs> oh, he, he's having like a mental breakdown and that's his like alternate Yeah, persona. he's calling to check in and see if they're dead yet. Mm-hmm. See if anyone answers. Anyway, uh, Mrs. Sickler comes and asks Chris to check the back door because Chris is alone downstairs. And then she goes to check on Linda and Tracy mm-hmm. but thinks they're all safe. And asleep. The killer walks towards the camera with his little scalpel and chris goes to lock the door when she sees tommy's car Uh still parked outside what's that doing there and behind her we see scott sneak inside and the door closes and linda's body is propped against it and this is the (gasps) beginning of where nothing makes sense yeah no decision makes sense for some reason, Chris goes back inside, yeah, even though Linda was coming from inside. Mm-hmm. Um, the maniac creeps around behind her. She very lazily walks around. Naturally, she decides to go upstairs. Mm, of course. Uh, where she finds the other bodies. Uh-oh, she doesn't scream. She starts asking, who's there? Who's there? I have to go look in the closet. Very much mm-hmm. tropey slasher affair. But like... We, like extremely Who would choose who would choose to do this? And then oh. Tommy's body falls down ah. and the killer is in the closet again oh somehow. No. Even though we just saw him behind her downstairs. <laughs> yeah. She goes to the parents' room. Like seriously, Chris, a little fucking urgency here would yes. be fantastic. Leave. She finds the shower on and then She's... Mrs. Sickler comes in from behind her with her throat slashed. Uh did you notice the pattern of the shower where it just looked like there was hair everywhere? It was no. so nasty. It was. I was like, "Is this actually hair or what?" Crazy. Chris finally makes the fucking decision to run back downstairs, and she gets a knife while the killer is like descending the stairs, oh shutting my God. the lights out. She took forever to find this knife. Oh yeah. This. How how are you, a physician and a physician's wife, and you keep your kitchen drawers in this state of chaos? Ours are cleaner than this. Exactly. Like this is what I'm pretty sure. Like this whole end scene, because it's so repetitive. This has to be where they were missing stuff. I also felt like there were reshoots near the end. There definitely was at least one scene where I uh, wrote it down too, because her hair was much nicer. Okay, and like longer, uh, and she was wearing a lot more makeup. But anyway, uh, Linda comes in Mm -hmm. and tells her to get help before falling on the ground. No shit. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. This is one of those things where I think you can look at a movie like this and then a movie mm-hmm. like Slumber Party Massacre or Haunted Ween or even mm-hmm. like Blood Lake, where there's like effort in storytelling and storytelling and heart. care. Heart. And it really sucks to me as a fan and I guess like a connoisseur of the genre that they all sort of get lumped in together when non-genre folks talk about them. Yes. I mean, like, because it doesn't happen with dramas, right? Like not every drama is a doubt or every comedy <laughs> yeah. is not encino man yes definitely you know? not I can you know. imagine a little bit of a rant there but That's rant fine. over chris continues her creeping around the house yeah refuses to leave this house absolutely she loves 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 just slowly walking around and he's like moving behind her yeah at some so point. she's creeping around with a big knife and i have as i was watching it written in my notes she's gonna kill scott right Yeah. Of course. (laughs) Of course. He comes up behind her and she silently silently comes up behind her. You would see that she's holding a knife. I would love to say that she's upset by this, but it's Mm -hmm. impossible to tell. Like it's like she's she has no pretending like she's in shock. To anything. (laughs) Yeah. The lights go off and mm-hmm. the killer gets close. She pushes right up against the front door and then very slowly opens it. Mm-hmm. Is she going to run around? When, no? yeah. Then she sees Billy's body is there and she turns and runs back into the house. Oh no. Like, this is fully what Sydney talks about in Scream. Some big-breasted girl running up the stairs when she should be going up the front exactly. door, <laughs> and she's at the front door. Yeah, so she goes back into the drawer for knife number two when there's yeah. a perfectly good knife in Billy. True, more ambling. Yeah, got to do more ambling or not at Billy. It, yes, at whatever, Scott. Scott. Whatever, yeah. it doesn't matter. And uh, lots of ambling. Mm-hmm. We've been doing lots of ambling in these. What what did we call it last week? Uh, Shuffling. Yeah. shambling. Shambling. Cavorting. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well they do make a point of saying how huge this house is even though presumably we're only seeing like small parts of it it had two dining tables which was interesting and did you see the huge like Budweiser light fixture yeah. Loved it It reminded yeah. me of a basement it was very interesting <laughs> <laughs> so this time when she yes. tries to go out the back door it's somehow locked from the outside uh, again and she can't get it open and yeah. this is where I think it was reshoots because she looked really different here Uh, she also kind of had like a lisa kudrow vibe yes yes now that you say that that's exactly correct scalpel guy comes back uh, Mm -hmm. and she sees him has zero reaction she looks at the knife like i know this should do Do something put it in myself funny van clit sort of thing like Mm. what do i Hmm. Hmm. and then she stabs him in the heart very slowly yeah what <laughs> squirts out that he definitely didn't just have a yeah. couch in his pocket that he's and he's in. like touching it like oh yeah dead. Oh, no. she passes out because of course she fucking does yeah just on the floor and i had to rewind it a couple times i was like did he stab her no no, no. no. and then we see dr dad come home Do-do-do-do-do. it's daytime now yeah he goes to the fridge and it's pitch black dark as hell doesn't turn on a single fucking nope. light because uh, he's got to get to the milk. The bodies have, have been moved There's to another room. To drink the milk. Buddy. And he breaks a glass. Yeah. Uh, the phone rings. But which phone? Because the cord on this one's... Well, I guess it, it easily could have been that one because he lifts it up and that's when he realizes that the, the the cord is cut on the, the receiver. Yeah. Uh, the killer is still alive uh-huh. somehow. Somehow. Moving everybody around. Yep cleaning up. He finds the right phone and he answers it and it's a nurse who tells him that the patient escaped which it's a little late for that, no? Yeah. He tells him not to call the police. Yeah, don't... (laughs) Why not? He kisses his wife's body and then leaves. Uh, Does your wife normally sleep with her head completely under the covers? (sighs) You freak. And then another thing that is unclear Mm. because it's just in the house and it shows Chris get to the window But instead of going down the ladder, she just runs back downstairs through the house. Um, And then a killer... Well, I guess, okay, I guess knowing the end, nothing has to make sense? I guess, because the second uh, our doctor is back in the hospital... Well, yeah, he goes into the fucking elevator at the hospital, and he gets killed by the killer. But then by the time Chris is back downstairs, the doctor has put his body in the pool. So teleport? How? Maybe he just took the elevator to get to his car in the driveway. Of course, she gets <laughs> into the pool, and then <laughs> to turn him over, like the he's killer not dead. comes and slices her throat. Freeze frame, record scratch. And I was like, I "Bet you're wondering how I got here." I was like, "Oh, that's the end." Okay, well, I admire them for killing literally everyone yeah. in this movie, at least. The phone rings, and she wakes up. Ugh. This has all been a crazy dream. Nothing has even happened yet. Mm-hmm. so she and tracy go over to linda's the phone rings linda answers it and it's the nurse from the hospital yeah and she tells her that the patient has escaped and her father thinks that the killer's on the way there oh no so she goes to look for her mom the killer sneaks in through the back door while she's doing that front door is unlocked and chris and tracy go inside the killer somehow gets linda yep they go to her room there's a scream and then the killer comes towards us um and it's a real shame that none of these girls have ever heard about running for their lives. Or, like, foreshadowing. She's had a dr- she's had one dream that foreshadowed everything that presumably is about to happen, and a dream within a dream that yeah. foreshadowed what was going to happen in the dream. I guess we don't know that they die. They I could guess. run out. Yeah. I mean, hopefully with Tracy there, she can be like, Chris, this is a door. Yeah. We go through it. My car is parked outside. We'll drive away in it. Yeah this is how you use a doorknob yeah chris i don't (laughs) i don't know homophobia side i did like chris as a final because she's not typical i was she's like the mean it, which is good and her her folksy charms yeah uh i don't know i would like to re-edit this movie to make sense and give it like a a petter baiter score yeah, of do course some you would. Color correction, you flaming homosexual. I know, I'm fucking typical queer guy. Typical gay man <laughs> loves to do verbs and with nouns as well. Uh, overall, I guess this movie was fine. I'm happy to have seen it. I don't know that I've seen it before. There were some vague recollections, but on the whole, it was very similar to a lot of things. Like, we've certainly seen movies that were very, that reminded, I mean, I can't name any of them because I'm so bad at remembering things. Okay. uh, Like, it reminded me of other movies we've watched, but at the same time, there were parts of it that I was like, you know, the way that they have this set up, like the fact that, the, like I said, closing the door when they get in the thing, yeah. like those things I liked, and then there were so many other things that I was like, this sucks. Well, the Slumber Party Massacre, obviously. obviously. <laughs> Halloween. Uh, even Sorority House Massacre, mm-hmm. the whole ladder mm-hmm. thing, yep. was extensively used in that. I thought of that, too. Yeah, right? so, I don't know. It was referential, but a lot of it might have just been coincidental because it was shot before oh. some of those came out. So, I don't know. But... Yeah, I don't. It's if you're a completionist, definitely check this out. Yeah. that uh, you can find it on YouTube. I would say it's definitely worth watching. Oh, for sure, once. And it's least. only like an an hour and, and a bit, ten minutes, so it's like yeah. fine. Um, six degrees of Jamie Lee. Sure. So we've got Rick Polizzi, mm-hmm. who is in Stanley and the Dinosaurs with Jim Cummings, who is the voice of Winnie the Pooh, by the way. Okay. Who is in the Little Engine That Could with Jamie Lee Curtis? interesting yes who did do you know who she played in the movie? i do not that's fine probably yeah i really don't know. probably like the it doesn't matter she might be the narrator or something. <laughs> that would make sense uh something that p- really pissed me off about this movie uh in addition to the homophobia obviously yeah uh the tuxedo cat which was in multiple scenes did not get a credit oh hmm. i am pretty sure it was probably the family cat of the family who they thank for lending the using their house. house yeah oh yeah we didn't even talk about how the fact that throughout that whole last part with chris there's no no talking. no no like the whole last part of the movie there's Is there no music? talking. not a little bit i don't remember it's not really until she wakes up that there's like talking again well i guess when the dad gets there he talks on the phone yeah lessons i've learned from this movie uh scream exit no milk yeah go outdoors <laughs> Please go outdoor. Oh my god, go out the fucking door. Please leave. And when you do, and when you do, don't go into the pool. Yeah, just don't go back. Don't go back. You don't need to go in the pool. He's dead. You're not going to save him. It's fine. He's dead. Yeah, I mean like her reaction, she obviously didn't care about any of these people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I am going on a trip back to my hometown. Yeah, your birthplace. Uh. No commentary, and so that'll be on Thursday of next week. Mm And Haley, we'll be coming back the Thursday of the following week, which are the days that we record the podcast. Hmm. So things might be a little bit weird for the next two weeks. We're gonna try and get at least one out. uh, Mm As maybe try and record early next week. But yeah, don't be mad if we go another two weeks without posting again. But I'm gonna try my best to make sure we get at least one done so thank you for listening Should yeah we do our social meds yeah definitely first blood on instagram deaf first blood on twitter and if you want to send us an email definitely, definitely first, blood first blood at, at gmail.com dot com. thank you so much for listening we thank love you, you. oh and we're almost at our Halloween episode oh yeah it's almost October yeah yeah 15 more sorry 14 more days <laughs> all right bye 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 okay That's later I find five. High five.